welcome back to the Rifles Only Accuracy Podcast. This is the third one that's going up this weekend. I uh, got David with me here. Like I said, we've been, uh, we've been trying to get this new studio sorted out. And so David was with me. He came up and, and uh, worked with me on, on uh, earlier in the weekend. I very much appreciate that. And we set up this one to do it to see if I can get him in on the phone. Normally, I'm on the phone, but this time Dave's on the phone. How are you doing, Dave? Hey, I'm doing good. I just uh, got off work not long ago. So this is actually cool that uh, I don't have to be messing with the board. It's awesome to be on the phone for one. <laughs> you push it off on me, man. That's fine. I'm, I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to do that. How are you feeling? Ah, not too bad. I think I'm kind of over this. I got a little bit of cough still going on, but nothing, nothing bad. So until the next time, yeah. but, uh, you know, uh, cause, uh, but hopefully that's it for this, uh, this season. And uh, I'll be good for another year or so. I hope so. I hope so. I don't want you getting sick. How's the fire up there? It's it. Uh, the wind changed around. I talked about it on that one that I did by myself. The wind changed around and kind of pushed it back on itself. Uh, we we had north winds again, and there's they're telling us it's still a red flag warning down here. You know, very very low humidities, and and with that north wind, low humidities, and they're saying it's you know it could kick up again. But I think they got that one. The one that got so close to rifles only, they got that one under control. So hopefully, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask because I'm sure somebody's wondering how does that affect you guys? Like when the when the humidity's real low and the, the temps up real high, do you have to the shooting um, kind of a no go, or how does that affect uh, rifles only? Well, you know, we've never really had a problem with it. You know, our berms, we kind of keep mm-hmm. them, we keep them naked, you know, so that's just, so one, it's a training facility. So when someone misses, we want to be able to see that they missed and mm-hmm. how to make a correction. So we keep the grass off of our berms pretty well. So we don't really have to worry about that. Now, I do know that um, recently up at Seven Fox, I believe that they actually canceled a match. Yeah, they canceled a match. Probably, probably smart. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just one of those things. I've never really seen you know, one start, I mean, Lisa set the range on fire, but she was shooting an M60 with a tracer round, you know, tracer rounds every fourth round. Mm-hmm. So that worked out. I've set it on fire, you know, shooting uh, 22, 22 tracers as well. But as for the normal, the normal ones, I think out of an abundance of caution up at seven, they decided they were going to, going to cancel that probably, probably smart because the problem is we're not having any rain down here in Texas. You know, mm-hmm. they're not very far north of us. They're just south of San Antonio and there's just, there's just been no rain. I mean, everything is dry, dry, dry which is why that one you know king ranch does you know control burns all the time you know just to mm-hmm. make sure that you know they have grass that comes back really green after fires but you know that one that one was supposedly uh, caused by electricity um a little mm-hmm. uh, they had a short somewhere and you know it just it just got out of control in a hurry but everything is a tinderbox down here um i i know that we're not you know we're not as bad here as they have it in colorado but whenever it starts to happen i mean it starts to happen and there's not a whole heck of a lot they can do about it but i know that they got they finally got some air support out there so they were dropping you know that uh fire retardant so that that worked out really good but i don't know i don't know man i don't know i'm just i'm hoping that we get some rain <laughs> we need some rain yeah well and, and and it's usually at least in the 10 years i've been living down here we usually sit in summer around you know 40 50 percent humidity but it's the, at least what I watched last week and the week before somewhere like 8%. So there's no water in the air or anything. No, exactly. And that's, you know, we started monitoring the humidity out here and it was, man, it would below 10%. I mean, that's just so <laughs> odd for here. It just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of those days it was down, like you said, below 8%. So yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's ripe for the fire. Um, I don't know. Hopefully, like I said, just, I hope we get some rain soon. I mean, the cows need some greener grass too. Everything's dead. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that's good. At least you guys are still up and running. Yeah, we're still up and running. Um, we were real fortunate with that wind shift, and they get, they were able to get control of it. But now it's back out of the north, so uh, fire warnings are up again. Uh, I know that mm-hmm. a lot of people in the community really came together. They had a, a place to gather up supplies over at the fire station, and man. The, people brought stuff for those firefighters and we were real fortunate we had some just come and hang out here at rifles only for a while i put up i put some pictures up on social media and you can just see the the sky looks like it's on fire it's uh it was incredible but oh yeah it looked rough i thought yeah well i'm i was really thankful that you know we had all of those fire trucks here and you know all those gentlemen here that were you know ready to ready to jump on it so it worked out pretty good Good. Well, hey, listen, um, there was a couple things I wanted to talk about. I I wanted to kind of get this get this sorted out. We're having the Kingsville Wings Over South Texas Air Show, and I wanted Mm -hmm. to make sure I finished this in time to go watch Rob Holland uh, fly around in his little plane. That does that guy does stuff that's just not possible. So (laughs) I have to to look him up. Yeah, look him up. I had the last time they were here, uh, uh, the distillery sponsored. So we were able to go and have dinner uh, before the show. And he happened to be sitting at our table and just a really, really nice gentleman. And uh, I had known who he was. You know, he's he's just an aerobatic pilot that's incredible. He does stuff that's not possible. But one of the interesting things that happened after the air show, he was headed back and he was headed back to Louisiana or Arkansas. I'm not real sure where he's from, but he was flying along the coast and he had a he had a catastrophic engine failure in his aerobatic plane. And it threw it threw oil all over his windscreen so he couldn't see. But he was able to I mean, this guy is such a fantastic pilot. He was able to see out the sides and there is an abandoned airstrip out on out on Padre Island. Um, and so anyway, he decided mm-hmm. he was going to go ahead and put down there. Of course, he had no power at all. And there have been storms before and it had blown a roof. Somebody's roof was on that on that runway. Anyway, wow. he landed and he hit that roof and it completely sheared off all of his landing gear. Anyway, Anyway, he walked away from it. I mean, he's just a wow. fantastic pilot and a very, very strong airplane, too. I mean, that that thing, I looked it up years ago, and he, he already has another one. He had another one, you know, ready for him because he's just famous. Mm-hmm. But I think that thing handled like something 18 negative Gs, and <laughs> it's just a very, wow. very strong aircraft. But uh, he didn't he didn't have the best trip home the last time he was down here in South Texas, and I, I hope he makes it home <laughs> under better conditions this time whenever he takes off tomorrow. Yeah. I can't imagine worse conditions and you don't go home. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Guy's just a fantastic pilot though. I mean, it's, it's not surprising that he walked away. He knows what he's doing and it's a very strong, very strong aircraft. Um, the other, Troy going to be out there. I'm sorry. Doing the air show. This Troy is his Troy going to be out there working the show. Oh yeah. Or he's already the there. Yeah. Trip? He's already there. Oh, he's, awesome. yeah. He's there. He was, in fact, he put up a picture. He was putting, he was putting the smoke oil in, in Rob's plane. And so I know that he works with the, you know, they do the Torah, Torah, Torah thing with all the old bombers and all the explosions. And he's out there. He's got that. He's doing a full job, full-time job over in, uh, over up the coast. Uh, he's, he's working the ramp. So he just, he's just an aviation freak, man. He loves it. And I don't blame him. I'm kind yeah. of the, I'm kind of the same. Way, yeah, so. oh yeah. Any, anybody listening, Troy's a, a, a tenured uh, RO and, and shooter over rifles only. He's he's awesome. Oh, he's a fantastic guy. He's just awesome. I love it whenever he comes through the gate. He's always got a smile on his face and is very, very good at what he does. And he's always trying to learn and get better. He's just a, a fantastic soul, no question. 
another thing that happened, um, you know, I get, I get pictures of, um, you know, gunshot wounds. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I got another one and it was, it was, oh, kinda, okay. yeah, I got another one and it was, it was blown through the hand. And, um, so as it turned out, it was kind of like, there's that one on the video, they, they had it on YouTube or something. It was around the internet where the guy was, you know, trying to check the laser light on, on the pistol and ended up shooting himself in the hand. I don't know if you remember seeing that video and I don't really know the circumstances of this one, but I do know that, uh, the physician has extensive experience uh, with firearms and uh, he just basically the guy said oh it just went off he says no it's a mindless tool that did exactly what it was supposed to when you pulled the trigger <laughs> so but come to find out maybe that i, I kind of heard that through the grapevine that this guy it's his second time to actually have a, a self-inflicted one so some people do not need to handle guns no, that's that's not good. There was a uh, one going around a couple weeks ago. Uh, made the news. It was uh, some kids were Facebook living, like actual twelve and fourteen year olds, and uh, neither one of them made it out alive. Oh, really? What happened? Yeah, yeah uh, uh, they were doing some TikTok video. Uh-huh. Um, had a had a hold of a, a farm. It was a little girl and a, and her cousin, mm-hmm. and uh, 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 well. Uh, anybody listening, if you get a little bit squeamish, uh, fair warning. So uh, they, you heard her him say something, and she had it kind of pointing her hand, and it says it's it's not loaded. And then she apparently pulled the trigger and shot him in the face. And uh, she dropped the weapon and grabbed her ears because they were in the room, so obviously it was really loud. And you, she slouched down, and you couldn't see her off screen. But uh, all the indications were in the heat of the moment and the panic. She um, she got scared and uh, shot herself. Damn. Afterwards, yeah. So it was uh, you know some of the family was saying they thought that the the weapon fell and went off again, but she, you clearly saw her drop it, uh-huh. and and then you heard it go off a little bit later. So the pretty sure that you know in the you know the the in the guilt and the heat of the moment and all that, she she couldn't take it. And uh, that she just shot her cousin in the face. So, damn. Yeah, it was bad, and it was uh, it was it's pretty 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 rough watching. But it's another another one of those things where you know shouldn't happen. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, you hear you say, "Oh, it's not loaded." Well, see, rule number one: all guns are always loaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunate. Very very unfortunate. I I hate to hear stuff like that. Oh, I don't know it's bad, but it's uh, you know. Uh, but yeah, anybody listening, especially when you got kids, gotta make sure those things are secure. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and that's just—I mean—that's just good common sense, you know. I mean, all of us, we, mm-hmm. we you know, we carry pistols every day, you know, and they're always loaded. And uh, it, it, you know, I—I I, I really. I, I am very, very pro second amendment as you can possibly imagine. And I'm very, very, you know, pro, uh, you know, constitutional carry concealed carry, whatever. I think that, you know, people should have the opportunity to protect themselves, but we got to understand that mm-hmm. these, these things are not, they're not tennis rackets. You know what I mean? These things are designed for one purpose and we got to keep that in mind constantly. Um, and it's like, I've been saying in my classes lately, you know, you get shot a heck of a lot less if you don't have a barrel pointed at you. And, um, oh, yeah. obviously, you know, what you were the story you told and then that guy you know who shot himself in the hand you know i was telling you about it's kind of like come on guys don't be stupid get some training you know there's plenty of places that you can go get training so you're not going to do stuff like that and i don't know i think you know people they get desensitized to it what they see on tv it's like i've said it before you know you see bruce willis take a ak round to the upper Mm -hmm. chest and then he goes and kills 50 more people nah it doesn't really work like that so 
we got to really pay no, attention I, to I, what we're doing. I can tell you from uh, firsthand experience that uh, most of the time when uh, somebody, one, if they even make it out of there, but uh, it's happened, I've been around several, unfortunately, and uh, the entire uh, objective or mission or whatever changes because now you have someone that's uh, pretty much incapacitated. So now you have to render aid and you have to get them out of there. Uh, it's it, the entire situation changes immediately when somebody takes around. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, I got a question for you, David. Let's go. And I will let me get this on here. It says, uh, this one came into the rifles only accuracy podcast, the ROAP at rifles That's where you can send in questions to us on that email and we will address them on the, on the podcast. But it says first, thanks for the podcast. I'm a long time shooter, mostly hunting more as a long range enthusiast lately. All I've ever owned is factory rifles. And, uh, I have always meant to put a nice barrel on a Savage so I could do it without the use of a lathe. I recently brought, bought an American rifle company, Nucleus Action. My question is about mm-hmm. barrel nut versus shouldered prefits. Barrel makers now say that custom actions are held to tolerances that the prefits can be shouldered. I have had people that use barrel nuts say that the tolerances will be too loose on a shouldered prefit. I realize that they require different tools. Do you have a preferred prefit style? All right. So there's kind of a couple questions inside of the question. Um, so anybody listening that may not know, so uh, what he means by a shouldered prefit is uh, you take it to your gunsmith or now with pre uh, uh, actions that'll accept uh, that have good tolerances, uh, your, your gunsmith may have the prints and it's going to come with a, an actual shoulder cut into it where you basically just hand uh, thread it right in. Like uh, you've seen, if you've seen Jacob's video on his AI, you thread it in until it stops, and then you either take a torque wrench or, in uh, Jacob's case, a giant adjustable wrench and a hammer, and you uh, you torque it down and you tighten it up. Uh, did I lose you, or are we still there? No, I'm still here with you. Go ahead. Okay. No, no, cool. I just want to make sure. Yep. Uh, as I was going to get a little long-winded here. Um, Go ahead. With a, with a barrel nut, basically what you have is no shoulder and just, uh, you know, an inch or two or three or however long of just threads. And it's just like taking a piece of a threaded rod and a nut, and you will uh, screw it in there to the uh, desired headspace, put the nut down, and then take a wrench or torque wrench or whatever and tighten that nut down. Now, with a disclaimer, you should always uh, use headspace gauges, go and no-go gauges for both. However, it's a much more common occurrence for a shouldered prefit for guys to just screw them on. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, however, with a barrel nut, you have no choice but to use a uh, no-go gauge or go gauge or combination of those because it, since it's just threads, it has no shoulder to self-index and stop on. So what they've done is they've just cut the threads in the chamber and then you have to set your own headspace. Um and if you take that barrel off, unless somehow you uh, got the nut to stay on there, you know, whether you use some sort of a lock, uh, you know, drilled and tapped a lock screw or something like that. But otherwise, uh, you'll have to reset that headspace each time. Uh, with the shoulder prefit, if you were to take it off, like you see in Jacob's video, and then put it back on, you wouldn't, once you've checked that headspace the first time, unless you've had some sort of uh, issue or, uh, you know, really extended use on and maybe you're getting lug set back or something once you've checked it the first time you should be able to throw it back on uh without checking it each time but the barrel nut you will absolutely have to set the headspace each time uh 
Now, uh, the reason that presets existed before with uh, the barrel nuts is because at the time uh, you had your 700s or your savages, stuff like that, that uh, when they came out of the factory, they didn't have the tolerance needed within one or two thousandths uh, from action to action to be able to shoulder and do that. So you needed to have those threads in the barrel nut to set each one custom, the custom headspace for each one. Now with modern uh, machines, mostly CNC and all that, we it's pr actually pretty easy nowadays to keep your tolerances within the one or two thousandths that will be needed to make that. So now if you have an impact action or an AI, I mean, we all, everybody has like an AI, you have an ATX, I have an ATX, uh, that's a shouldered prefit for that barrel now. Um, and they are, they have, they are machined to the same headspace. So all you have to do is buy them off the shelf. Uh, you call mile high, Euro optic, uh, wind tactical, several, any, pretty much anybody. And they have a, uh, tenon print and they chamber it to those specs. Uh, you get it in the mail and in theory, you should be able to just toss it on there, tighten it down, either torque it, or if you got a, a quick change barrel, like we do, uh, you tighten the, uh, the bolt down and it should be there. Now, again, Fair warning, you know, uh, you should be, uh, whether you choose to or not, you should be using a headspace gauge to check that. As far as, I think this gentleman, he said that some of his buddies had said that uh, the tolerances would be too loose. That, uh, they're probably operating off of some older information or maybe where they're thinking 700 and savages or some, you know, uh, stuff that may not be as, as tight a tolerance. But now if you've got an AI uh, an impact anybody that that advertises the, that that's got that tolerance. Uh, you should be just fine to order a shouldered prefit, and uh, and then you sh you know you don't have to worry about setting the headspace with your your barrel nut. Um, a couple years ago, it was really nice because people hadn't got on the the whole uh, prefit train, so you could just call somebody up and get a prefit today. And now um, with material shortages and and they're so popular. Uh, guys can't make barrels fast enough. So, uh, and they're, you know, they're just cranking them out as fast as they can. So you may need to still plan ahead nowadays and order a few barrels. Uh, in the past, the, the, the big allure was just call it mile high and tomorrow you have a barrel. Um, if you have a custom gun or you have a gunsmith that already does stuff anyway, um, I, I have a guy, Enrique Erminger down here at Massey's gun shop. Check him out. He's, he's awesome. Uh, even though I have actions that can accept prefits, I send each one down there to him. He measures it like he would anyway, and uh, he keeps he writes that those measurements down. So even if you don't believe in prefits or you have an action that isn't that great, once your gunsmith has the dimensions, it's basically prefit now because he has everything he needs. He you just call him up and he sends a barrel. So for me, it's not a huge issue that an action take prefits because I use the same gunsmith. Uh, but for some people, they, they, they want to just be able to shop around. Maybe they want to wait or, or wherever. So it's a really important thing. Uh, getting to the, uh, how they shoot. Um, several people have done tests, myself included, but uh, if you look on the hide, one of the moderators, PA Dom on sniper's hide, he did a test and uh, he found that uh, he didn't find any difference hardly from a shouldered prefit and a barrel nut. Uh, they both shot perfectly well. They, they were, if they're chambered straight and the rifle went straight, I mean, it, it's basically you're just picking how you shoulder that barrel. It's either a barrel nut that acts as a shoulder 
or an actual machined in shoulder, but in the end, it's the exact same mechanism. Um, so that, that's my long-winded approach. I, I think I touched on everything on that. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've always used prefits. I mean, I have a, you know, I have one gun that's got 27 different barrels on it, and um, mm-hmm. I was able to just call in and, and do that. People knew about the Accuracy International, and like you've got the ATX, and so do I. I mean, you and I can swap out barrels, you know, no problem oh, yeah. whatsoever, because, and there's a lot of guys that are making actions out there that have those same kind of tolerances. I call them up, say, hey, this is the action I have, boom, you know, send you out a barrel. You're right, though, the problem is finding them. Um, so, oh yeah, right now it's hard. Yeah, we had a we had a guy come in and uh, he was he was here during February at the brawl, and he saw my ATX, so he ordered one in, and then I just I just had uh, another another barrel spun up for it, and twenty two Creedmoor for it. And he went to the same place and they said, nah, we, we just don't have any more. You know, we don't have any more and uh, we don't know where we're going to get any more. So uh, it gets kind of crazy, like you said in there, if you're going to, if you find a place that's got a few barrels, order them in, you know, and so you have them there and, you know, just ready to go. But now nah, the, uh, the whole deal with the, um, with the prefits, you know, using the shoulder, you know, the, the thing, the new ATX, of course, you don't even have to torque it. You just put it on hand and then you, mm-hmm. there's a side screw that goes in to hold it in place. And uh, again, I've, I've change barrels with you know pipe wrenches and you know crescent wrenches and hammers and all kinds of stuff and they always they always shoot good you know, I mean, that's not really a big deal no and nowadays uh, you know, like i said it's uh, i have to put the disclaimer out there you you know it's always good because every now and again i because i have had it happen um being that i'm uh, one of the companies i'm involved in we do some rifles and I, we've had it happen where you know people make mistakes and something got chambered a little long or a little short so you know, it's always a good idea to, to double check. Yeah. But, uh, but for the most part, they're going to, they're going to be fine. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, one of the things that we see in, in the guns that, that we shoot too is, you know, and I, I'm not, you know, I'm not a gunsmith or anything else, but I mean, I do kind of know how stuff works and mm-hmm. if they're straight, they're going to shoot, you know, I mean, it doesn't oh, you know, yeah. he, he use the word sloppy. And I, I've always said that, you know, like the AW, I've always said the AW is a very, very sloppy gun. And I don't, I don't mean that it's inaccurate. It's very accurate. But what I mean by sloppy is it's not, it doesn't have tight chambers or anything else. It, I mean, it will, it will shoot, you know, any ammo, especially in the 308, you know, if you get the, you know, the barrels on them, they will shoot any ammo from, you know, 147, 168, 175. It all shoots it pretty good. But the, the good part about that one is, you know, it was designed as a military sniper rifle and so the the idea was if this thing gets muddy and it will and we don't have time to do any you know field maintenance to clean that thing up you know will it still shoot and the answer is yes and the reason is because they don't they're not running tight chambers or anything like that so don't don't feel like that everything has to be you know extremely tight as long as it's straight the damn thing's going to shoot that's just <laughs> that's just what i've learned you know over the years that if, if it's if it's cut straight uh chances are that sucker's going to shoot better than you do I, yeah, I can't remember the last time. Uh, when I say a barrel wasn't great, I mean, it shot still a half in the way. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I can't remember the last time I got a barrel that was, hey, you know, you get into some of the Benchrest and S-Class stuff. That's a whole other thing. But we'll, for what we're doing, I mean, every barrel out there that I've even seen, and I've seen some that look rough inside with a uh, uh, with a bore scope. I've seen some that... They're, they're straight. Maybe they're not as straight as a Bartman or Krieger or something like that, but they're relatively straight. Uh, but you can still tell the difference uh, when you mic them. And they still shoot way better than most of us can, can shoot off a barricade. So, yeah. I mean, 
better Either than in the field. That's for sure. Extremely real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's one of those things. It, it's so hard to go wrong these days, you know, with the, with the barrels that are out there. And again, you know, you know, your Bartland Krieger shilling, you know, proof they're, they're all shooting pretty good. Oh yeah. I agree. Cool deal, man. I guess we, we tackled that one. Do you have any, what are you up yep. to, man? What do you got going on down there at your place? Hmm. So, um, finishing up, um, uh, uh, so our company or one of our companies anyway, so I'm, I'm, I'm affiliated with Hoplite Arms, but, uh, if anybody, uh, uh, wants and hasn't heard about that, that, that whole saga, you can switch over to the, uh, just F and send it a few episodes back. Myself and my partner, Brian, were on there and we gave like a four hour, uh, rundown of that whole thing. Uh, that's still getting some, uh, some paperwork stuff done with, uh, so we can, start putting those rifles but those are a little bit more on the larger cartridge stuff than what we're usually doing on our end and then uh, we have a spinoff company our sister company that's uh fenix uh f-e-m-i-k-s technologies it's going to be uh mainly revolving around ammo stuff like that and uh probably we've got some other stuff some custom reloading gear that we're going to be working on and we'll probably be retailing a lot of stuff and you know we'll probably retail some rifles only stuff i'm sure uh if anybody wants the stuff i, I always like you know you guys get great stuff and um uh so we're about to launch the website we're still finishing up that so we'll be launching that i have oof, i don't have a, an extreme a, a ton of components but i have quite a few and we're going to be getting some uh probably some six creed some six gt ammo i have a 25 creed barrel uh, that I'll be uh, testing Monday. So hopefully we'll get some 25 Creed uh, ammo out to some guys if they need it. Uh, David Baker, I'm going to get him some 300 Winchester. I'm going to get Jacob here. I'm going to get you some 6 Creed more and probably some 22 Creed more at some point, it sounds like. Perfect. And, uh, yeah, so we're we're getting ready. We're ramping up. Um, it's going to be a little slow operation. We're going to offer brass prep services. Uh, probably some consulting on the loading because there's a lot of people that are a lot of loading questions. So if if you need somebody to, uh, we're, we're already working on some packages, like say you're uh, somebody that may want to get into loading, um, but you're not sure, we, we have some maybe some packages where we can send you uh, uh, powder uh, cases that are already primed and powdered and some bullets and directions on how to do your own feeding depth test and send you a, a, um, a press where you're uh, able to feed your own bullets and start getting a little taste of loading and see if it's for you. Um, and then you can come to us and we can get you set up with, uh, anything from, you know, a few hundred dollar, uh, rock chuckers, single stage press setup, uh, to, to load a few rounds on the weekend. Or if you want to go all out and spend five to $10,000 on the best of everything, uh, we can get you set up with that. We want to kind of be like a one-stop shop for anybody that, uh, and we can even start you out. We'll start you out with a few things and then work your way up as time goes on and, you know, just kind of be like a full service loading and consulting if you need anything you call us up and, and we'll walk you through it or get on uh facetime or or on the phone or whatever the case may be and just get it because there's just a lot of there's a lot of really good information out on the internet right now but there's also a lot of information that's maybe outdated or or not the greatest so we're going to try to be a kind of a resource for anybody that really will take you from the bare basics of not knowing how to load all the way up to you know, if you want to load your own F-Class Adventure at the Ambo, we'll help you out with it. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to see what comes out of there. I guess <laughs> I guess you figured that that 90-hour-a-week work schedule that you had just wasn't quite enough, and you needed, <laughs> you needed 
you need to fill in some yeah. extra time. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like uh, I'm really, you know, I got about uh, 10 years left um, in my current uh, profession. I could do a little bit longer, but uh, by that time, well, I've been doing it for about 30 about 30 years uh, between some dot mill and law enforcement stuff. So I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm ready to, at that point, I'm going to be ready to move on and do something different and I want to be prepared. So kind of got to start now. Well, if you, if you get that done and you're only, you're only doing 60 hours a week, you're going to think that you're on vacation all the time. Cause I know you put in a lot of oh, hours. Yeah. You put in oh, a lot man, of hours. It's been nuts. Uh, it's, uh, man, it's nuts right now. Uh, I was supposed to be on the downslope of a career and then, uh, um, we had an election that did some different things, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll leave that one alone for another oh, for, yeah, no. for another yeah. podcast. But yeah, I've I've got I, I'm I'm getting about to that point to where I'm saying, you know what, I'm getting ready to put out some really cool stuff on the podcast. Some people are going to like it, some people aren't, but I'm I'm getting. Yeah, you know. It's just one of those things. Well, cool deal. Well, I wanted y'all to invite y'all over to check out the Rifles Only website. <clears throat> we have a uh, we have classes coming up. Um, <coughs> pardon me um next month if you are law enforcement i will be at the mm -hmm. ttpoa conference uh, may 7th and 8th in georgetown i'm going to be doing two classes up there i'll be teaching saturday and sunday uh, also keep in mind for the one and two class if you are texas law enforcement you do get training hours whenever you do the one and two here you know with uh with the go to the training officer you get a certificate and you get the hours for it but we've also got some rimfire classes coming up colorado's coming up um i got a couple of classes in colorado high angle uh rimfire i'm gonna be doing some stuff up there with the police officers up there as well as some government agencies so just check that out. Uh, you see the rimfire classes. We're doing rimfire classes here as well as as well as Colorado, and we have a match coming up. I think I don't remember the date of it. It's April something. It's toward the end of the month. But uh, I believe it's the twenty fourth. It's the it's not the last Sunday because I'm going to be shooting the best in Texas and Minnesota. But it's the Sunday before that. Okay. All right. Very cool. So you'll be here for that one. I'm not sure because I have to take off Friday and all that to get up there in Navasota. Okay. So I'm not sure if I'm able to get there for Sunday. It just depends. I'm going to try. Well, you got to so. drive right by, so stop in and say hi anyway. Yeah. So all right. We'll, we'll, we'll see you one way or the other. All right. Very cool. And the other thing is, uh, I just scheduled it. We I talked in the podcast past, and it was we're going to have Will Jimeno on. Um, he's oh, yeah. he's one of the guys that survived the the World Trade Center. You know, the firefighter uh, during nine eleven. Anyway, I spoke with him over the weekend, and we have set up to where we're going to podcast with him on Tuesday at two. So that's when we'll be doing that recording. You can be available then, Dave, or you sleep. I'll let you know. Okay. Um, yeah. Let me know. If, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let you know. Um, I think I might be able to. Tuesday? Yeah. If you, if, yeah. Tuesday at two yeah, o'clock in the afternoon, if you can hop in on that one with us, that'll be fine. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be doing okay. the, we'll be recording it at two o'clock. So by Tuesday evening or Wednesday morning, we should have that podcast published. And so if, uh, again, uh, rifles only accuracy podcast, R O A P at rifles only.com. If you have a question for Will, I've got a couple things that have already come in. You know, people have have uh, comments, things like that for Will. So uh, it, it's uh, it's going to be there was a movie made about this guy for crying out loud. And so this is uh, this is a very, very interesting story. Like I said, I spoke with him on the phone and it's just he's a powerful, powerful man, patriot. Uh, I can't wait to have him on. So at any rate. 
that's about all I had. Again, check the Rifles Only website for upcoming classes. Um, anything that you need as far as suppressor covers, slings, uh, t-shirts, we sell in the D-Fat. Those things are flying off the shelf. Oh, those are awesome. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. Yeah, man. we've already had to reorder those. Uh, they're flying off the shelf. People are really seeing the utility of that, as I, as I had mentioned in an earlier podcast. So, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Dave, you got any closing thoughts? No, um, if you guys are into it, I don't know why I'm even talking about this. Doesn't have anything to do with it. But if you guys are into sci-fi stuff, uh, check out Halo. I just watched that uh, the other day at their TV show, uh, Paramount. If you like that video game, awesome. If you're into people getting shooting space monsters, check it out. <laughs> What's this? What did you say? It's it called Halo. You ever heard the video game Halo? Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, so they uh, they they just made a TV like a live action TV show, and it's basically these like badass like imagine like Bruce Willis on steroids in space killing aliens. <laughs> Where do you uh, find it? But I mean, it's, it's, I told them, well, you can get the first episode on Amazon Prime if you have it. I think they did it for free to, to, to draw you in. Okay, and then I think you have to subscribe to, to Paramount. But it's uh, if you're into that sort of thing, I mean, it's uh pretty good well cool i'll check it out i'll check it out if it's got if it's got guns and aliens what can go wrong no it's i mean guns and aliens and and um yeah i mean shit it doesn't have bigfoot but we're getting close yeah well frank's got bigfoot all wrapped up anyway so oh yeah he's got that well cool deal man well listen thanks again for spending the time with us uh dave thanks for coming on with me um i'm gonna try to get this thing uploaded so if I have any questions, I'll wait. I'll just send you a text and answer me whenever you get to it. But I think I got it down. Oh, yeah. I'll be up for a little while, so let me know. All right, brother. Thanks for being with us. All right.